0: The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Experience it live. Sunday, September twenty fourth. You've got plans. Chicago U.S. Women's National Team icon Megan Rapinoe will play the final match of her legendary career at Soldier Field. Kickoff for the farewell matches four thirty p.m. Be a part of history. Get your tickets now at ussoccer.com/tickets.
1: From the old National Bank State Street Studio, you're listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. WMVP. hd H-D-2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. We're brainstorming some things here in the, in the break. Why not uh, activate Bajan? Have him under center. Split Justin out wide. So you want to make Justin a wide receiver? No, 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 no. And that way you run a two quarterback set that that crowd? Two quarterback set. And then you throw a backwards pass to Justin, get him out in the perimeter, and then that way he could see the field better. And then he's starting for the Cubs tonight. He could throw he could throw it from there. And then maybe he could see the field a little bit better. And he's not caught up in the wash. Okay. What would J.T. O'Sullivan think about that? That would throw them off. A two Has anyone run a two-quarterback set before? I think in the 40s, probably, it was done
0: a couple times. I guess the Saints kind of do with Taysom Hill. That's
1: true. You You uh, want to be the Saints? uh, I don't know. Saints play
0: good defense. I don't
1: want to be the Bears anymore. Have you seen Chris Olave (laughs) making catches? Oh, jeez. Mike Thomas is out there doing stuff. You know, he did. Not in Boston. I mean, in New Orleans. He did play with, like two of the greatest wide receivers in, in at Ohio State. Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, those two are fantastic. And, and don't what, forget Jackson and Smith? Jigba Smith. Yeah. Oh yeah, my, he God. was good too. Yeah, and, and then I heard Cap... And Cap, by the way, Marvin
0: Harrison Jr.
1: is going to be the best no, of all of yes, them. Yes, he is. Oh my. Uh, Cap bought into, I heard Cap today. Cap's beaten up. Cap bought into the Ohio State quarterbacks, can't be good in the pros today. He was using that. Which, by the way, C.J. Stroud threw for 384 yeah. yards this weekend. Two touchdowns and no interceptions. And this was this hurt me when I read the quote from D'Amico Ryans, um, the new coach of the Texans, who is praising C.J. Stroud. I don't know if you saw this the day after the game. He says, C.J. is a very good processor. It's exactly what we're talking about with Justin not being good at, is what C.J.'s good at. He's processing what he's seeing on the field and what the joke is that C.J. Stroud has more 300-yard games than Justin has now. Okay,
0: stop, will you? You're making me angry. It's not the school!
1: Did you see the slap in the face that the Texans
0: social media put out, too? No, I didn't. That C.J. Stroud set the record for most yards in a game by an Ohio State quarterback in the NFL. It's, it's not the school, it's the players. Okay, this is the point I want to make as well. Down there in Texas, Houston, people, you stop just, you know what, close your yapper because a lot of stuff that you all have done over the course of the last several years yeah, is, not, it's not, yeah. is not good stuff. That's good. You're right. So, you like, tell them. You know, you, when
1: you say it down there, it doesn't mean as much
0: yeah, right it, now.
1: Instagram's not so innocent down there. Is that what you're alluding to? Sort of. Yeah. Thank you. Uh-huh. Listen, I got nothing
0: else. I'm so swinging from the fence. But we
1: owe them because that's how the Bears got that the number true. one. That's the only thing we yes. can put our hat on. One of the
0: funniest pictures I've ever seen is the two owners or Cal McNair and his wife, and she's completely disinterested and maybe asleep, and he's sitting there just looking like he wants to be
1: somewhere else other than the 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 owner's box. He's gone now, right? Is, it, Cal it, is Cal gone, or which is which? Oh, McNair is gone. No, Bob died. Bob's dead. Yeah. yeah okay. Cal still around. Dad, dad He's dad just loud. clueless. Cal's clueless. It feels that way. And they used to have the New England guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like what was his name? Easterby. Easterby. Yeah. Greg Easterby. Greg Easterby. You had to have yeah, Jack. Yeah. Jack, Jack, Easterby. Easterby. Jack
0: Easterby. Jack Easterby. Jack, Easterby. Jack,
1: Jack. Jack Easterby. Do you want to hear from uh, some uh, football uh, brainiacs? Of course. Why not <laughs> Why did you look at me like that? All right, so here oh here's a sampling of what some of the uh national guys are saying about Justin Fields and the Bears offense. First JT O'Sullivan, who does his quarterback school. He is now making them movies. They are it was ninety minutes long. It was which, called Oppenheimer too. <laughs> he is doing a full-scale review. I saw one comment saying that the Justin Fields review is now longer than Bears games themselves. Uh, an hour and a half review. JT is going to be on with us on Thursday. For four hours. Yes. And he did, he did try to calm down uh, Barstool Big Cat by saying that even though he is really critiquing. Um, let me see if I could pull it up. By, by critiquing, uh, Justin, he is, he did tell Barstow Bitcat that Justin isn't bad. He's not saying that Justin is bad or that all hope is lost. He's just saying that he's played bad the last three games and he's still young and dynamic. And so I, I still think he's got hope that he could turn it around. I'll read you this, but let me play you. This was early in the game. Um, and this was, On the play where DJ Moore is wide open. This is on the seam, right? And he's clapping. He's clapping Uh, for the ball. This was was the in route. And and he's clapping for the ball. And uh, this is uh, JT O'Sullivan um, breaking that play down.
2: One, two, three, four. Now, (laughs) you know what I want to say. The drop could certainly be faster. But just play it at his tempo. Hit Right there. Off of it. Off the sail. To the in. Throw the in right down the hash. How many times on this channel do you hear me say, I love a good in down the hash. I love a good in down the hash. You think I invented that shit? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, throw. Hitch, jump around. Where are we even looking? Is he looking at the check down? We're trying to throw 85 check flats. <sighs> I mean, look at who is that more. He's he's clapping himself open. I'm telling you, when you see wide receivers start clapping themselves open like this, that's that's not good, man. And <laughs> that's animosity is brewing. I'm just telling you it's not good
1: animosity is
2: brewing now those two have, i don't
1: i wouldn't go to
0: that I, I think I,
1: there's frustration but i wouldn't i don't know but i wouldn't jump to that conclusion. because i was just about to say that those two guys have formed a really good bond off the field
0: yeah i mean you can be look i saw moments in the packer game too especially late in the game where, where dj appeared to be uh disappointed and stuff that was going on um He's a guy – look, I never question him. He comes to every practice. He practices hard. He's their best player. I would not believe that it has gotten to the animosity moment at this point through two games.
1: You know, J.T. O'Sullivan said this to Big Cat when Big Cat said that he's bad, that calling Justin Fields bad quarterback. Uh JT O'Sullivan tweeted him saying he's not bad. He's a dynamic young quarterback that's in a tough situation and has not played good enough the last three weeks. Plus the supporting cast and system are not helping. And Fields has to own his game right now. He needs to run it and create big plays he can see develop downfield. So that's sort of a synopsis in a tweet on what he's seeing hour-and-a-half film breakdown. We'll play some more from him uh, throughout the next couple of hours and throughout the week. This is RG3. We played something like this from Greg Olson from a few months ago, saying, don't forget about running plays with Justin Fields. Just because you want to develop him as a pocket passer doesn't mean that you ignore the, the scripted runs. So this is RG3, who joined us a couple of times last year, who is a big fan of Fields, talking about the, what the Bears need to do to help Justin.
2: Right now, you see Justin Fields is going to have 4.9 seconds to throw the football, wow. and he gets sacked, right? He, he drops back to pass, and what he's not doing is he's waiting to see if the throw is there before he pulls the trigger. And he has to anticipate on this right here. you got three eligibles going down, and the seam is wide open. Now, I can cherry-pick a bunch of different plays out there and show you how Justin Fields is struggling in certain situations, but watch this one right here with 5.4 seconds. He's surveying the field. Yes, maybe no one is over. But what is the one thing that we've always seen from Justin Fields, or should I say last year we saw, we saw his ability to get down the field in a hurry. I think for the Bears and and what they've done is they've improved their personnel, right? On offense, they went and got DJ Moore on defense. They signed a couple linebackers and they improved that. Their defense has not been very good. Right. They didn't show up, so we can't say that's Justin Fields' fault. Right On offense, they're trying to make him do things that it's clear he is still uncomfortable with. Right. So what I'm doing is I'm scratching that. Listen, we're two weeks in. We're not throwing the ball very well. Only 26% of his passes are even going past the sticks. Ooh. And yet... He still has the fifth slowest time to throw at 2.98 seconds out of the pocket. So for me, Justin Fields, we got to get to the RPOs. We got to get to the zone reads. We got to get to the quarterback traps and the powers because guess what it does for him? It gives him confidence. Right. Yeah. When he has good plays, he starts playing better. I know it sounds, you know, rudimentary, but last year as he started to improve his play, it was because of the running. It helped improve his, his pocket presence and his throw.
0: It's what I mentioned last week before the game. Is like you've got to find a way to get his confidence up. And you do that by running it. The only thing I would say, and, and I thought that T.J., J.T. O'Sullivan, I always get his name wrong. I thought he pointed out correctly, like, you still have to dedicate yourself to him running. Still quarterback runs, design runs have to be part of this offense. And I would even say you got to get him on the edge, too. As I said to you yesterday, I think two of their best plays so far this season in week one against Green Bay, in the first drive, like they waggle right, and he finds Darnell Mooney. He is just ridiculously comfortable and more accurate when he's moving than in the pocket. It's just like you—you you wouldn't figure it would be that way because you would think it'd be really hard to be accurate as you're moving, but he is so much more accurate and so much more, I think, confident when he's on the move. And then the, you saw the—the the throw he made to Cole Komet. Cole's got to make the catch, he's but the same catch thing. It. The ball's, a, but, but, but. JT also pointed out, like teams are teams are defending them differently this year. So when you run that that read option, and you can see it in the the second play of the game, like the defense event stays committed, like to to Justin. Like last year, a lot of them would crash down, and he was gone. But teams are going to defend them differently this year. So when he puts the ball in in Khalil Herbert's belly, he made the wrong decision in that second play. That ball should go to. Herbert and he goes he actually kept it and he got tackled for like a two or three yard game I'm not saying you shouldn't keep doing it but I would just say if you think he's going to have 10 or 12 carries running the that that particular play it may not happen because defenses are going to defend him differently and and the point is is that Justin's actually making the right decision nine times out of ten leaving the ball in the belly of his running back
1: because they the teams would rather let Herbert Run on them than let Justin break a 60 yarder on them. Exactly. I like the last year he caught them off
0: guard and he burned their asses, all of them. And this year they're saying, beat me with Herbert, beat me with Foreman, beat me with Roshan Johnson. Don't you're not going to beat me with. And there will be times when Justin still beats them because he's that magnificent of an athlete. And I'm still an advocate of getting like the, the, the designed run bootleg that resulted in the rushing touchdown you got to keep doing that you got to continue to do that with him but there are going to be moments when the opposing defense when you're running that read option the right call is for him is to leave the ball in the belly of the running back and it's not going to be a carry for him yep so you just you know you got to process you got to keep all of that at the end of the day when you say well he only he only had four rushes Well, did he make the right decision on, I don't know how many times they ran the read option, but if they ran it five times and he gave the ball to the running back and it was the right read
1: four out of the five times, then he's doing his job. Uh, So there's a couple of uh, things, uh, one from JTO Sullivan, one from RG3. This is McAfee from yesterday's show on ESPN, just on the Bears in general and their their general badness.
3: The Buccaneers. Yep. Mm -hmm. Against. Yep. Well, that team sucks. By far the worst team that in the team NFL.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They stink.
3: I don't want to say it because I love the city of Chicago. Blue-collar city. Yeah. Yeah. Love the lake. Blue-collar Blue city. city. NFL's city.
4: better when they're good, yeah. too. Yeah, willis Tower. Yeah. It's
3: been a long time. Mm-hmm. I, don't even, I don't think I have memories of the times in which the NFL is better when the Chicago Bears are good. Perfect. Jay Cutler, I guess, flying around. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. lack doing NFC doing anything. I mean, just a couple years ago, I guess the double doink had oh, him knocked out of the okay. playoffs, which was a blocked uh, kick. Mitch. Nobody was talks it? about that. It was a block. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking it was tipped. Where's Cody at nowadays? I don't know. Cody Parker, he stayed at my house a couple nights whenever he was a rookie and he oh, was nice. in Indianapolis. Nice. Cody, eh? he's a nice boy. Good time. Good boy. <laughs> he's a really boy. nice boy. That was a tough thing. But the Chicago Bears. <laughs> I mean, they're bad, bad. They're so bad at football. There was people (laughs) talking about, you know, them trading Justin Fields, you know, and keeping the number one overall pick and drafting a new quarterback. Yep. And, you know, we were even a part of the team that were like, the only good part of the Chicago Bears last year was when Justin Fields would run for his life and he'd be running all over the field. So we don't believe that you should move on from Justin Fields. You should keep him in draft or trade your draft pick. So they trade out of there. They keep trusting. Now they won't run them. The nope. guy never runs. No. Stig's at throwing, and uh, defense said Baker Mayfield chop them up yesterday. I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> hard times up there in Chicago for yet another year. We and, did hold them to one score, though. Uh, keep that. Uh, well, I, I don't know if you're going to hold yourselves to one win this year. I mean, the Bears <laughs> might have got worse. They did. Hey, first overall sounds pretty good. <laughs> Does it? You guys had it last year. Yeah. And what yeah. happened? Well, I don't, expect- we like, two of them now. I don't think
1: they're trading out this year. So there's McAfee. I think mean, the defense, guys.
3: like,
0: listen, I we, we talk all the time about the offense, but the defense, look, last year they had 20 sacks. Their safety led them in sacks with four. This year, uh, how many sacks do they have? One coverage sack from Ngakwe from week one? Yeah. They he should one, have three.
1: But he's he, got one.
0: Right. You know, I know. I, I, mean, I sounded
1: like wanting, oh, he should have three. If only Ngakwe could
0: uh could tackle. I mean, how are you going to function correctly? In this league, if you can't pressure the opposing quarterback even at a moderate
1: rate, no, it's, it's, it, they're on a record setting pace for Justin getting sacked. Right. And they're on a record setting pace for not getting sacked.
0: Well, right now, they have one sack in two games. So what are we looking at? Eight sacks this year? Eight and a half, baby. Eight and a half. Let's do this. Eight and a half <laughs> no, sacks. No, I don't want to do and by this. By the way, no takeaways, right? Eight and a half sacks and no takeaways?
5: That is correct.
1: We can talk about the offense, and we should. Against Baker, Mayfield, and Jordan Love.
0: It's principle at its finest. Like, I'm just saying, like, we can sit here and continue to talk about the offense, but you've got a defense that's got one sack and zero takeaways in two games. You want to hear Orlovsky?
1: Who do you think Orlovsky's defending?
0: Well, he's, you know, I mean, like, he, he, he was one that thought that an MVP was part of the equation, right? So he went from
1: zero to MVP. So Orlovsky is definitely defending Justin. He's going after the Bears. The play
2: calling, so Getzy, the spacing. Yeah, so the
3: OC now, and Zito, just, Zito literally, while you were talking there, was like, can you please ask him why they called back-to-back screens at the end of the game, put Justin Fields in that terrible situation? I assume the back-to-back screens.
5: Dude, I don't know if I've the- ever seen that. Okay. I don't know if I've ever <laughs> seen that. Did you see the Levante David comments? Yeah. Yes. I'm shocked that I've seen, like, screens called back-to-back that were different forms of screens. Mm-hmm. Um, but to run that same screen in that same back insert to the same side when there's two NFL veterans over there, like I, I, that makes me freaking nuts because it goes on the quarterback, and they'll like, go, oh, Justin Fields sucks, and he's a pick six, and you look like a freaking idiot because you throw an interception yeah. on a screen pass, and you sit there and go – like that's that's the best
1: call we have in that moment like that's what we think really makes a ton of sense so people going after and i saw a lot of people dominique foxworth Went after Getzey for the Because th- it was run not once, not twice, but three straight times from the same formation. I hope somebody
0: asks him about it. This When does he talk? Yeah. Wednesday or Thursday?
1: Thursday. Or is it Wednesday? Is I, it I don't know. But look. It, I, it's I, one
0: of the two days. I think the message we've had on this show for quite some time is, is that nobody should escape any of the criticism. Everybody's going to be held accountable for this. Sure. The offensive line, you know, look, I, I think in the first half there were four sacks and... You could really put three of them on the quarterback and and and, and not climbing the pocket or, or reading the the pass rush correctly, but at the end of the day,
1: they haven't been good enough either. So like this has been collectively bad. Uh, Mark in South Bend, you're on with Waddle and Sylvie. What's up, Mark?
4: Hey, how you doing there, Sylvie? Hey, Tom. Uh, an option on if going into Kansas City uh, against the Chiefs is. Uh, uh, to get the uh, fe- uh, fields to run more, after two or three plays, if, if nothing develops with what they're going through, how about uh, going back to the old, uh, we'll call it the 2012 uh, pistol offense account Kaepernick for a series or two, or maybe sporadically try that series three or four times out of 12 uh, series, you run in a game and see if that uh, opens up something.
0: Look, Mark. I, I don't know what adjustments they're going to make, but I would assume that there will be some. Like they made adjustments last year after week four or five, whatever it was.
1: Um, oh, man, I mean, like it's not working it, it, I, now. I'm not saying they shouldn't adjust. They've taken a full off season of diagramming stuff, and they're like, everything we worked on sucks. Like it's terrible. Like that, that's like how I feel about their center position. Like we spent all off season saying Cody Whitehair is our answer at center. And now he's playing left guard, and he's not good there, and we don't have an answer at center. I think Lucas Patrick has,
0: has graded out as one of the worst centers in the league so far by pro football. Am I right about that? I think
1: that. Yeah, I think I mean, cap was talking about he's that. He's been or hurt, was talking and then it. he wasn't available most of Cap, and he's playing like a, a player who didn't have much of a cap, and he's not that good to begin with.
5: Hear me out now. How about this? Do you guys remember last year when... The revelation happened for the Bears. Remember what game it was? It was
1: before the New England game.
5: It was the Monday. Yes, it was the Monday night game against New England. But do you remember what occurred before that? They had the Thursday nighter against the Washington Commanders. Yes. Luke Getzey, Matt Eberflus talked about the quote mini buy. Do you know, they and, need a mini buy. Well, they've got the Commanders on Thursday night in Week Five. They've got a mini buy right, coming so got up. A few
1: more weeks of
5: stinkage. So keep your eye. Uh, uh, yeah, keep and a, then keep your eye the mini buy. They get the uh, they get the Vikings at home after that mini buy against the Commanders. So just a couple more weeks, guys. Well,
0: listen. <laughs> you know, we asked the defensive crew to to adjust right. Like after Week One, when they didn't bring any blitz, they couldn't get home with four, and they really were reluctant to blitz against. Tampa, I I think I saw more blitzes in the first series defensively than I'd seen in the previous four or five games. Now, the blitzes didn't get home, but I thought that Eberflus, at least when he was calling defenses, at the very least, tried something different and made the adjustment. They may, you know, you may see an entirely different approach on Sunday against the Chiefs if, in fact, they're doing some offensive scouting and say, look, it isn't working, our quarterback's not comfortable, we're not making him comfortable, all of us are not doing our jobs well enough,
1: let's pivot and do this. Yep. May happen. Yep. Uh, I know you have some uh, funny stories to get to, but we have full phone lines too, so why don't we do a combo? Let's continue to take your phone calls on the Bears. Barstool Big Cat coming up at uh, 4 o'clock and – with the phone calls, we'll get to a couple of the goofy stories as well. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Who did you side with there? Is it the more of the Bears' fault or is Justin the main issue here uh, with his mistakes at quarterback? All the above. Yeah, I know that. I mean. They all have their share, but what who, the main culprit? If you you kind of have to pick one. one three one two three three two three seven seven six. It's that time
2: again
3: when we venture deep into the great unknown.
2: And in Chicago, Tom Watson. He can't run. He's not fast, but he gets open.
4: A
3: trip inside the mind of a multi-concussed
4: former
2: Bears wide receiver. He caught everything that was thrown. and took every hit that they could give him, and he had an all-time day in the use of smelling salt.
3: Buckle up, boys and girls. Girls.
2: Tom Waddle, everything wants to have a Tom Waddle. If I had a football team, I'd like to have a Tom Waddle on my team because you draw from that. It's
3: time to go inside Waddle's
2: World. Tom Waddle did have to use a lot of
4: smelling salt.
0: All right, John, thank you. Waddle's World is brought to you by uh, our friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find Wind Trust Community Bank. This is Wintrust.com slash find us. Remember FDIC, a couple of sports nugs for you before we get back to the phone lines.
1: Me and Nugger, too.
0: Um, For your Cubs tonight, as they try to cling to their playoff uh, berth, uh, here's your lineup. Swanson's in the two hole. Hap is down to the sixth spot. I, I think that makes you happy, like right? Me, are you just giving me two and six? I mean, are you? Or, or, is that how your lineup
1: goes these days?
0: Wisdom is starting at first base. Morell at third, and Canario is your DH, and he's hitting ninth. Oh, they're playing so Canario. Yeah.
1: yeah if you want
0: the... the full lineup, you can get it online. Jackass. The...
1: Who's leading off for them? Is it? It's Nico. Nico's Nico leading off, followed by Swanson. And then it is Bellinger in the three spots.
0: See, I'd Suzuki. rather if Bellinger
1: hit 2nd I'd go Nico Belly and work from there. That's what I do.
0: By the way, what happened to uh what happened to uh, Nikki? Nikki's on uh, has he got hammies? He
1: got, yes, a hammy? he got that. he's had hamstring issues his whole career. And he, he had aggro- surgery one time, didn't he? He did, with the White Sox. Yeah. Uh, he was out uh, with the Cubs with that, and then he tweaked it, I believe, Saturday night. He had to be taken out late in that game. He's had a good year on the north side. Yeah, for him. And, Braxton and, and, enjoyed his jersey. He does, does, Yes, Will he be wearing it tonight? Uh, I don't know if he's wearing it tonight.
0: By the way, his school picture was one of my favorite school pictures I think I've seen in the last 25 years. I put years. it
1: on my Instagram story. Perfect. That picture says Braxton. When I see that picture, I say Braxton. My wife wants a retake because he's wearing like a a White Sox hoodie, which he's only like supposed to wear. That's like a backup hoodie at school for like a cold day when he doesn't have warm clothes.
0: I wasn't even like, like paying attention to what he was wearing. The look on his face, the determination in his eyes, yeah, and the stance, the confidence in his stance. He was rocking it. He's funny. He was. He's a funny it. kid. He is. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I did. You did see. I, I. I accidentally saw the injury to Nick Chubb last. I saw the picture. I saw the video. I didn't want to see it. I accidentally somehow I saw it this morning, and then I showed you the still shot. I didn't see the re. I didn't it's, see the real. T- just, you
1: saw. You showed me the the
5: picture, but yeah, not the it's real. It's so bad. It's it's awful. Can I, you don't need to see it. Can yeah. I just play for you the audio of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman? Yeah. Because this, I think, encapsulates it for you.
4: I am told that the replay of Nick Chubb getting injured is ooh, not to be seen. Yeah, it's. we're not going to
0: show it. You hear the, the crowd, crowd yeah. react to it when and, they and see I, it on the big board. I give, you know, like the, a lot of crowds don't behave properly. I give the Steelers crowd a lot of credit because when Nick Chubb was carted off the field, they... Thought they showed him the respect. They that gave he him a deserves. standing ovation. Yeah. yeah.
1: And that those those are hated rivals. Yes. That was classy. That was. And that's the way it should be for all fan bases. I totally agree. Horner, uh, Chef- Swanson, Bellinger, Suzuki, Gomes, Hap, Morale, Wisdom, Canario. Smells like a dub. Like smells like a dub to me. Saturday night, David Ross burnt his DH before playing Canario. He could have played Canario and kept the DH. He elected to burn the DH before even playing Canario. That that loss is still sitting with you. Isn't it did. It? Saturday, Saturday night. Loss, Saturday night was the one that sort of not broke my back, but the one where I'm like, oh crap, this could be going south here.
0: Uh, by the way, Kareem Hunt is currently visiting with the Browns, according to Shefty. So um, that's where he's been. Yeah. Uh, boy, that was that game was horrible. So was the game between the. the the Panthers and the Saints. It's just, I, the, yeah, it's I, I, it just hasn't it's been football, but it's... I get it. Nah, yeah, it's not been great. No, it's not. Uh, by the way, the injury report brought to you by our good friends at Costa Ivone Personal Injury Lawyers. Here's uh, maybe the football story of the year, considering or uh, regardless of okay, of Pam level. Oliver. I think I'll hit the. I think I'll hit this note better than Pam did. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see the Colorado Colorado State game? Yeah. Did you see the TV stat? At 2.15 a.m. Eastern Time, the game is still registered at 8.23 million viewers, an audience that was more than 1 million viewers bigger than the peak audience of any other college football game the entire week.
1: At 2.15 the morning on the East Coast. It's because of one man. Like, And think about it. It's Colorado, Colorado State. Now, yes.
0: It was also a a, a fascinating game fascinating. that went into to overtime. It and had a
1: lot of hate in that yes, game. Yes, uh, going back and forth. It had the comeback. Uh, so much drama. By the so way, much not juice. a
0: surprise to me as, as well. But Dion has come out, and, and like I've told you, Dion is there is a ton of substance there on a number of fronts. But Dion, Dion has condemned the death threats that are, have been lobbied at the Colorado State player Henry Blackburn. For the cheap shot he put yeah, on Hunter, mentor, But Dion, I'm, you know, is trying to, trying to bring down the the temperature of this. He, this is his quote: Henry Blackburn is a good player, made a phenomenal, played a phenomenal game. He made a tremendous hit on Travis on the sideline. You could call it dirty. You could call it. He was just playing the game of football. But whatever it was, it does not constitute
1: that he should be receiving death threats. Amen. It brings out. It brings Amen, out. You said it for a while. That place brings out the worst in people. What was going on with the Vikings, uh, Madison, the running back yeah. uh, with Vikings fans, with what happened, the racist comments, no place for that. The death threats here over a bad hit. People, what they say, it's just it's 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 an evil world.
0: Yeah. it
1: just sucks. All of it sucks. All that
0: stuff. That portion of it all sucks. Um. So, really, that's all the sports rue I have for okay. you. You want to take some calls yeah. here or and then you we'll want get some nonsense? Some,
1: we can get some nonsense in the okay. next one. You want to do that? Yeah, I got a condom story for you. I told okay. you. Yesterday. Yeah. Oh, well, I was 1020 10, 10, 10, condoms. That is correct. Is it 1020? 1020. 1020. Yes. Yeah. Remember that. See? I have a fascinating baseball ticket story, too, for you, do later. Do you really? I do. How do
0: you connect a condom story with a ticket story? You can explain that. They get me excited.
1: Condoms get you excited. Well, I mean condoms are used when you're excited. Okay. They're not to be used when you're not excited. I, I think that that's you know, is you're not a doctor, but I think that you described that correctly. Joe on the Northwest Side. What's up, Joe? Are you excited?
4: Oh, I'm very excited. Right. I, I love I love what we're doing the Chicago Bears. I mean it's like I, I think we need to be realistic. We have basically a guy learning on the job to be a general manager, Ryan Poles. You have a coach who basically is learning. He's a defensive coordinator, learning to be a head coach. And you don't have the most talented roster. So all things being equal, and Justin Fields um, tends to hold the ball too long. He did that at Ohio State. But if you look at the whole situation as – we have to start putting people, they they are all tremendous athletes or they wouldn't be in the NFL, let's put them, what do they do best and let's utilize their strengths against an opponent's weaknesses. And we don't do that. And so how could you possibly be successful? And the proof is in the pudding because we may not be able to identify it or categorize it, but... We all see it every week. They look worse than they looked last year. I'll hang up and listen to you uh, talk about it. Thank uh, he, you.
1: He went down the long road. I was wondering if he was being sarcastic about being excited, and he was. I wasn't sure originally, but, yes,
0: it was sarcasm. Just find a solution on a number of fronts, guys. Make me not hate my favorite. I don't hate uh, want. I mean, want yeah, to we love my favorite football team. Such a good point. I mean, like, look, I... I do you think I enjoy sitting here trying to dish out blame? I got to make sure that this guy gets enough blame and that guy gets enough blame and the coaches get enough blame the and the blame organization gets enough. Like, I, I, I want to start pointing fingers at this guy deserves a lot of credit. That guy deserves a lot of credit. The organization des- deserves a lot of credit. <laughs> like, I, I mean, this
1: isn't any fun. Raphael, no, you're right. Raphael and Joliet, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Rafi?
4: Hey, how's it going, guys? So the narrative's out there right now is that Justin's being overcoached and he hasn't been developed. And I just, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, what does overcoach mean? To develop someone, you have to coach them. Like, the first thing Getsy did when he got in was change his uh, shotgun snap to have his right foot back instead of his left foot back. Like, just, I'm not a quarterback coach. Logic tells you if your right foot's back, you get to your drop faster. But now people are blaming Getsy for not letting Justin be Justin and letting him do it his way. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me.
0: I think another thing that needs to be cleaned up, Raphael, is, is like, and it's something that a lot of people have pointed out, whether you're a fan or you're a detractor, whatever the case may be, a lot of people, I think, have agreed on, on a certain thing, that there are some mechanical issues that need to be addressed, even on good plays. That, you know, the drop back, the, the you know, how you get back and you set your, your base and some of the stuff that uh, I think that they would be wise to continue to work on on a daily basis. You know, like how you get to your drop, whether it's RG3 talked about it, Yeah, yeah. Uh, JT
1: O'Sullivan has talked about it. You want to hear the RG3 on the footwork? Sure. Yeah, I didn't play that. Are, are they, and it's it,
0: something that you talked about the other day as well, and someone else yeah, mentioned I, I it. I said
1: it before. Uh, I was glad that uh, O'Sullivan said it because he's very, and I use that word, nonchalant in our text. He yeah. goes back there very nonchalant. And then JT O'Sullivan mentioned it last week in this week's film breakdown. And RG3 was trying to explain it.
2: Yeah. And part of the reason he's not anticipating, and I'll try to stand up and show you real quick, is yeah. with his drop. When he's taking his drops, yeah. you guys have seen quarterbacks, there's guys that are too fast. Right. And then there's guys that are way too slow, really lackadaisical it with it. Yep. It's not lazy. He's trying to, he's slowing his feet down to try to get them in correspondence with the routes that are happening. Mm. And right now, if you look at Tua Tungavailoa, mm. every time he drops, it's Same. boom, yeah. balls coming out. Right. For Justin Fields, he's almost hopping and jumping, right. and that's hurting him because now he gets stuck on number one, Can I ask he you a question? he can't get to number two and number three and number four soon enough. As a quarterback, I feel like... It's there's some plays where you know, because you got a good pre-snap read,
5: you know where you're going with the ball immediately. Correct. And I think that's what I see with him is I see him reading every play. There are some times where you can read because you have to read. There you go. They're disguising too well, but they need to give him plays, and he needs to be prepared when he gets up there. Oh there are safeties coming down, yep. watch the film to prepare because on defense, we can't disguise that well. That's right. One of the 11 people is gonna show you what it is. He needs to understand, all right, this, this, this. All right, I know why I'm throwing the there ball. There you go. And then throw the ball there. And I think that's also on the coach.
2: Yes, for Justin Fields, to your point, he has to speed up his drop. It's not that his drop is lazy. It's just that it's not in correspondence with the routes. The second thing is you're 100% right. He is reading every single play. Right. He's not flowing through it. He's not feeling yeah. that drop. Right? When, you're, when you're really in sync as a QB, everything feels like you're dancing. Right. You know, what I mean, you know, if you got, you guys got a little bit of rhythm. You know yeah. the hips don't lie. You got a little bit of rhythm. As a quarterback, you have to have the same thing. Yeah. And right now, Justin doesn't have that. That's why I'm saying it's pr- it's he's paralysis gotta, by analysis. Paralysis by analysis. That's exactly what. I'm to gonna it. go one, two, three, four. Right. No, 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 no. You got to flow through it, man. And you see that safety take that outside, go hit that scene, and yes. call it a day. So then, like, what
1: is it? I think Rafi brings up a good point. Like. With someone who needs to learn the position, you continue to coach him don 't you? I mean the people who are saying it 's over coaching what do you What do you want someone to do when they 're not doing it right? Leave them alone
0: and just no, you have to keep coaching I think a lot of it is also confidence like think about yourself like regardless of the situation you 're in if 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 you're not confident in in what is transpiring around you and with what you're doing, you're apprehensive. You may not, you know, be decisive with whatever it is you're doing, and not just playing quarterback, but other things. And I think that they do have to make a concerted effort to get some confidence going. This is why I kind of you know, like I felt good about things after the first drive because I thought the first drive should have provided some confidence. Not only did you get some good, you know, chunk plays to your best player you also got the running touchdown like i thought that that was going to be the spark that put them on an arc but you get these the problem is, is you get these these pop-up drives is kind of like what i call them where you open the game with like something i thought would have given everyone in the right. offense a huddle confidence
1: and then you go punt, punt punt Punt. I, I, but again, I didn't think Getzey did him any favors running that Valus Jones on Absolutely. second down. I, I'm with you. So you're already, you're yeah. already, you run a, whatever happened. I forget what happened on first down. Now it's second and long. And now you bring Valus out there to run an end around after you, you've gotten into some rhythm, throwing to DJ. And now all of a sudden you're getting too cute. Yeah. I, and, I, and, I, You know what I mean? So no, now you're taking your offense out of a rhythm. I would, I, at this
0: point, I, Valus Jones would not be activated That's in my what I mean. World. He's, like he's wasting
1: you, a he, roster spot in a game day spot. He doesn't do enough for you. And he's
0: probably the most predictable used player of on your roster. Uh, if you put t- Tyler Scott in there, you're going to have to defend a number of different things. When you put Valus Jones in there, if if you put on tape, on a reel, the number of plays over last year that Valus Jones was a part of, I guarantee you, that, that the, the play that would show up most is, is the jet sweep. Of course. So when he comes they, into the huddle, you know immediately, especially with a veteran defense, with a defensive-minded head coach, you know what they're thinking.
1: He's not Debo Samuel. No. And, and, and like, they're like, oh well, he's going to return kicks too. How many kicks were returned last week? How many kicks in general percentage-wise are being returned with the new rule in the NFL? He hasn't. Like I think he's – remember how he was dropping punts. I think there were
0: a couple of occasions where he could have brought the ball out. I think that his confidence level, even in that spot, isn't good. So
1: he's barely returning any kicks. He's barely being used. He's wasting a spot. Yeah, he wouldn't be active for me. And you lack talent to begin with. You're wasting a roster spot when everyone is valued. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to get after it, some fun stories and barstool big cat coming up at four. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN1000Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago.
0: Gave you a little teaser yesterday about, oh, did you just go buy something? You buy something? What'd you get me? Did you get me anything?
1: What'd you get? Did you go buy some eggs? My ticket's for uh, Kansas City. Oh, really? Yeah. Airline tickets or no? I already got my airline ticket. We're oh. leaving Saturday. Where are you sitting? Uh It's going to be high up. Yeah. You know. Are you I'm, getting I'm, the Jordan Love treatment? Last last. Oh row? yeah, yeah. I mean, but I'm happy to be in the building. I've never been there. It's been a bucket list. A bucket list. A place for me to see a game. It's supposed to be oh, one of the great yeah. places to see a game. It's, it's supposed to be 75 and partly sunny too. It's
0: one of the great outdoor
1: venues in the NFL. You should call fabulous.
5: Pat
0: Mahomes, have you have him hook you up with some
1: uh, yeah. closer
0: seats. That's the move, I think. I'm sitting in Matt Nagy's suite. No, you're not. He would not have you. <laughs> There's no question. No. In fact, we've. I, I think we've put in a request to have him on the show, and I don't believe that that request was responded. Oh, really? I it thought was, we did. Oh, really?
1: but was it not responded to because of me? I, no, I wouldn't
0: blame you. I mean, you're not the only one. I mean, none of us were like... Listen, the truth hurts sometimes, right? I mean, nobody got personal. I I think we always led the charge saying that he was a wonderful guy. guy.
1: Great guy. Fantastic guy. Yeah. Bad play caller. Bad coach.
0: Great guy. An Ontario woman said a box containing 1,020 condoms she never ordered arrived at her house, and she was charged nearly $500 for them. It's a good deal. How about deal. this? Joelle Englehart was her name. She said she received an Engelhardt? email. Englehart? Hart. Oh. You hear what you want to hear sometimes, don't you? Said she no, received an email from Amazon about a, a forthcoming delivery, but she assumed it was fake because she and her husband hadn't ordered any condoms. Or had sex in years. We automatically assumed the email was a scam because it was not something we would purchase, she told the local news. She said the box arrived while her husband was in the hospital recovering from an illness. Where we received this box, it contained 30 boxes of condoms that had 34 in each package, and we had no idea why they were sent to us. We really can't understand what took place and why we received the package at our house. Why don't you ask your husband? Maybe he did this while you weren't paying attention. How many?
1: Uh, how many condoms were in there? That, I, that is not a good deal for the condoms. Uh, One thousand and twenty condoms for five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. It's over two dollars per condom. That's a, that's an expensive condom. Is uh, I, I is that what know. condoms go for these days, Tyler?
0: I don't know. Used to be a quarter You're in the, the young bathroom. Guy. You're the young guy. They're
1: not a quarter now,
0: even if they're sold in a bathroom, buddy. Like, I'm sure that in a bathroom, a condom in a bathroom is probably a couple bucks, right? You can't right?
1: get anything in a bathroom for a for quarter p- these days. <laughs> right, I you can know, if iPad. you ask
0: nicely. I
5: You can get a condom in a bathroom, but it's not going to be wrapped. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what would you used to do back in the day? Would you buy 12 packs? What was your move back in the day? Oh, I think you had to go for it. in 2000. Yeah. What, what would you do? You'd buy a
0: twelve pack. I was not right? much of a condom guy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, you were married
1: at 24,
0: <laughs> right? I mean, we're, I'm just saying. Like, are you? Were you a condom guy? Like, no. right? I mean, you really, were not a Trojan man. No, I was really not a condom guy. Were you? No, I mean, like, were you? Yes, of course. Really? What do you mean? What other choice I did don't... I have? I see you more as a rhythm method kind of guy. <laughs> No, you have to be safe. See, you with a couple of cocktails in you, and you're just like, let's do this!
5: Nice phrasing.
1: Cocktails?
0: Just giving you credit, man.
3: So, what about you, Tyler? So what, you
1: what about say? you? Uh, how are you purchasing them these days? Uh,. N- not a condom guy either? Plead the fifth. Plead the through, fifth. through the wow. mail? Mail order? I'm, well, well gotta that's say, the last thing I would I, wait, ever wait. do is buy them through the mail. Why? Can't you buy them in Amazon like you buy everything else? Of course, I'm sure. Yeah, the, one thing
5: I I, the one thing I'll say, though, is the uh, self-checkout at the grocery store Game Changer when it comes to that. Yeah.
0: Hey, uh, Fred, come down here. I need a price check on these uh, these condoms.
1: Why would you? I know that, like, that's the initial thought. Why would you be embarrassed if you're I'm buying not, no, no, condoms? Never Should embarrassed, be. but it's oh. just
0: like...
5: You're it's having, awkward. Yes, it's not embarrassment, but it's the awkward transition it, of It's
0: like I'll give you another i give you another one. Like I have bought tampons at a store. I can't tell you how many times. I have a wife and four daughters. So growing up, if I would go to the store and there was a list of things I needed to purchase, tampons was usually on it.
1: Yeah, there's nothing embarrassing right. about I'm it. Not,
0: I'm, that's the point I'm making, is it is whether it's condoms or tampons. There's no embarrassment attached
1: to the purchase. What is the most embarrassing thing to buy in a store? Uh, Hemorrhoid stuff? No, why is that embarrassing? Why would that be embarrassing? What is? Send me the most embarrassing thing to buy in a store. Three, one, two, three, three, two, three, seven, seven, six. And Barstool Big Cat will ask him that as he joins us coming up next.